what's the plan there? Just chat. Uh, about we're going to talk about Police Academy. I've got notes on like all of the uh, the films and a bit of banter <laughs> like I'd normally would have. I've got one piece of banter, <laughs> you know, like what I normally do. So IMDb reviews then. To <laughs> <laughs> say like that Do you like audio frequencies approximately within the range of 300 hertz to 3,400 3, hertz? <laughs> Do you like poorly conceived and badly practiced intro segments, as well as banter and information about movies, which is delivered in this popular human voice frequency? Do you listen to our show and satiate this deep yearning or crippling addiction? Then you'll love telling your friends and people who aren't your friends all about it. Like us on Facebook if you haven't already, or share our posts w- with your friends or people who are not your friends and will get a little bit annoyed by it. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter or Instagram at GOF Podcast and do the retweets and likes. Uh, and if you uh, have film banter buddies um, and are film banter buddies with us, then you can get them all involved by sending us uh, suggestions for the show. So do it today. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hello. We're both guys, we're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Whoop, whoop. It's a sound of the police academy. <laughs> it's good. It's better than normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this week marks the return uh, of our wandering expatriate stranger, Peter Cater. My cat, Bruno. All right. Was that the voice of Peter Cater or Ollie's dog, Bruno? No, that was the voice <laughs> of Chris Akabusi, MBE, the retired <laughs> British sprint and hurdling track and field athlete. Of course, you know his first international successes were the British 4x400m <laughs> in the relay team and winning silver medal at the 1984 Olympics. He's 58 now, uh, but he still likes to check okay. that everything's all right. <laughs> is, that his, is that his catchphrase, is it? Yeah, that's his catchphrase. Yeah. And you're okay. certain of that, are you? Yep. Okay, good. Right, so, Ollie, what's on this week's show? Uh, we've got probably the most ill-conceived seggy one I think we've, we've ever done. I don't think um, so. Maybe on your side, but on my side, it's pretty good. Basically... Yeah. Uh, Pete, you're going to have to answer four questions that Ollie and I have. Um, they're going to be posed in the form of some sort of description of a crime, and they might be a movie. They might be true. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so that's Seggy one. If I one. think it's true, then I will answer with Ollie. <laughs> yep. And, and if, if you it's think false, it's a movie, or if you think it's a movie, then I'll answer with that's a okay. That's perfect. a robot. And then, what's the four yeah. X deep dive today, Ollie? Police Academy, the series of films that were filmed throughout the nineteen eighties, the Fast and Furious of the eighties, as I have now coined the term. I think I think it's um, known as uh, Police Academia as a set. <laughs> the learn <laughs> the learned academia of, of the police department. Yeah, oh. they're, they're basically. Uh, Fun, fun films that we all watched when we were young. The first one has bums in it and and breasts. Yeah, yeah, and then they all slightly went a bit more uh, PG and family safe. 
Yeah. After that, that's, but, that yeah. much is correct. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we, we got okay. we, before that. Obviously, we've got live scores, and then uh, and then we'll be we'll be doing one for the evening. Well, you certainly will be. I won't be. I'm I'm in for the night now, unfortunately. Okay, so due to <laughs> due to a clerical error. <laughs> oh, boring. I think I think that's all your own fault though, and it feels like you're taking it out on us. But why don't we wait in f- uh, for life scores for that, and we'll yep. do Seggy one now. Guys on Bill, yeah, we're guys. We're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what, guys? Talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Now, Ollie, you you you've got a high level of trepidation about this uh, because of your poor level of research. So. Why don't you hit Pete with the first um, crime-based conundrum? Is it Pete? Here's here's what you have to ask yourself: Is this a movie, yeah. or is it a real crime? Shoot! Right, I've just got to bring up my notes. Oh God, <laughs> they're on your phone, aren't they? Are, oh Jesus, wet. Yeah. Are they, right, ri- are they not written on paper and printed out for, so that you can hit all the hyperlinks? Okay, so a man was wrongfully arrested for vandalism and detained when an elderly couple mistakenly identified him as he waited for a bus home, detained against his will. How will he prove his innocence? How will he get home now the last bus has been? And how will he do all this while hiding a crime that he had committed that very night? Oh, so... um, The man is at a bus. I don't know where the old people came into it, that's... That's just confused me, but it's just a it's just a detail, Pete. I mean, oh. it's just a deep bit of detail for you. You know, you well, know, I know what, what this is. You know what? Don't get hung up on details. Yeah. Okay. In which case, I'm gonna say, oh that's a film. Oh right. Okay. So I thought that meant it was a true crime, but fine. Yeah. You I think mean, you, you think, think it's a film? A... That I'm gonna confirm that that's a film. Is it a film? Okay, and okay. do you have any idea of what film it is? Um, Cocoon, Jurassic Park, <laughs> Jungle Book, Unknown. <laughs> okay, Ollie, what what's the score with this? One? This is a true crime. True crime. Okay. Yeah, it happened to this very podcast host. What? Oh. On one evening, I was. It is true. I was waiting for. I was waiting for the bus home. I yeah. had uh, I'd been out the crime that had been c- committed. I was I was only sixteen years old, and I'd gone to a heavy metal rock night, mm-hmm. and I'd had uh, quite a few thinking syrups underage. Oh dear! <laughs> yeah, oh my life! Yeah, I had, and uh, someone someone had basically thrown a brick through a a shop window in Coventry. Yeah. I was standing standing at the bus stop, and a police officer was with an elderly couple. And they kind of like looked over to me, pointed at by these this elderly couple, and uh, basically the policeman came over and arrested me on the spot. Really? Uh, took me to the police. Yeah, took me to the police station. Basically, I had to verify a story of of where I was. Did and uh, I'd actually been drinking and not. Did you have to? Did you have to tell them that you'd been drinking? No. Really? Didn't tell, didn't tell them that. He didn't have to because it was I thought written all over his face. You, well, it was it was you could smell that I'd probably done that. You, you know what? Having heard having heard the detail of that, it really does make me wonder why that isn't a film. 
<laughs> yeah. But to be fair, they gave they gave me a lift home, and they were very apologetic. Yeah. Yeah. But my mom cla- was absolutely livid. The, oh, oh well, actually, I was about to say the classic thriller storyline. But actually, with with getting home thinking it's all over, and actually for it just to begin, that is pretty yeah. pretty much a thriller story. Arc. Yeah. Right. Just when he thought Let's his st- problems were over. Yeah. Okay. Let's start recording. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that's been the one and only time that I've been. Uh, Fully, uh, fully arrested. Uh-huh. Fully uh, erected. I was re- fully erected. Yeah, <laughs> semi-arrested. I was really annoyed as well because I, I was literally just standing there, doing nothing, mind of my own. I know, but have you seen <laughs> your face? me a real disrespect for the album. Would you, Would you like? Would you? Whilst that's the only crime that you've uh, been um, fingered for, so to speak, um, would. You like to take this opportunity to admit to any other unspent convictions or uh, or, or, um, no. or um, unappraised crime? Unappraised? No, no. I'm 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 squeaky clean. You you you're good. You're good with old man law, are you? Yeah, I'm as pretty. I'm as clean as they come. Excellent. No flies on you're, me or spots on you're me. You're you're as clean as they come. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Go on, twist that around into something, Ian. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. So anyway. Next. Okay. Ian. Shall I do my first one? Yeah. I wish you would. Okay. John. <laughs> Ollie, you're never like this when there's no one else around. It's like you have to bloody show off. <laughs> <laughs> I. But I did. I did think that 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 is what this. That, that's what this forum is for, isn't it? Ollie, Ollie it, show off episodes are the Peter ones. Well, is, isn't 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 podcasting literally just showing off? A little bit, yeah. But I'd like to to show off about. I'd like to rephrase that as this is Ollie's acting up format. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, he's sorry. always acting up when Peter's around. Um, right. So number one yes. for me, John Mark Barber uh, fed pounds of peanuts to squirrels at the park near his home as a way of communicating with the spirits of his dead animal loving parents some of his neighbours uh, thought his behaviour was a little weird and reported it to the police and animal control Barbara got mad and posted flyers around the neighbourhood signed the squirrel guy and condemned the haters one of whom confronted him uh, they got into it both called each other white trash uh, and as the neighbour walked away, Barber shot him in the butt. He reported oh. him, he reported himself to the police and was charged with attempted murder. Um, I mean that has a level of detail that makes me think. It doesn't sound like you'd film that. No, I mean well, it doesn't sound like you'd film what you just described either, Ollie. Does it? No. Well, actually, but <laughs> Pete did. So you're I wrong. know, but you left it vague enough that there could have been a story between the meat. But um, actually, right, so well, as it, the, but as Pete, it, well, that's the genius of my storytelling. As it, as it? Well, well, it turns Ollie, out, you didn't it really was... follow the format, whereas I, I've done them as sort of crime write-ups. Ah. Okay. They're like art- articles about the crime. They're not written like a a movie trailer. Well, that's 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 that's, that's what tricked me then, because. I thought that was a movie trailer. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna. Say, what, what was the guy's name? Squirrel guy. John Mark Barber. Barbara. It doesn't sound like a film name. I'm gonna say 
Computer says that is real crime. Okay, you're correct, Pete. That was uh, ah. that's one point for you. So that's robot, robot one. Uh, okay, so that was something. Well, it's apparently true, but it is from a publication called West Word, which is about weird true crime. Uh, so I don't know how reliable it is, but at least I didn't make it up. So I'm giving you that. Excellent. Thank you. So what? He, he was trying to communicate with a dead relative via squirrels. Uh-huh. Makes sense. With peanuts. No crime there. What's the conduit between the spirit world? Is it the peanut or the squirrel? Well, had, the... Ollie, had you listened to it, you would have heard that I said that he thought that the squirrels were um, spirits of the um, animal-loving parent. Right. The parents used to um, eat a lot of nuts. Love peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nut-loving parents. And, and just they used to, like, run away. They always used to to be about 20 feet away and if you step near them they'd, they'd just bolt up a tree is that right? yeah they'd just be like nah fuck that meat <laughs> they're also <laughs> always covered in a... salt I'm having up the tree <laughs> okay Ollie what's your next one? so uh, this is again like a movie trailer so it might it might confuse uh, but let's go anyway well you've kind of so, given it away that it it is well let, let, let's, let's just go okay. let's just go okay. uh, so someone Someone, is you know, just someone. Anyone. They haven't got a name. Okay. They haven't got a name because I know I know names kind of throw you off the scent a little bit. So, <laughs> someone has been killing people while dressed as a cop in New York City. Definitely a film. Yeah, it is a film. For fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> it's a maniac cop. So. <laughs> Maniac the- cop. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, oh. I I assumed that was the end of the pitch because that's all that was required. Yeah. <laughs> this right, year, okay. someone dresses as a cop and kills <laughs> in New York Evil. City. Maniac well. cop this summer. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the front cover to Maniac Cop? Well, it's, yeah, and it's a lot better than your thing was. Yeah. Well, have you ever yeah. have you ever seen a fr- front? Uh, have you ever seen a front bum? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think so. <laughs> okay, I'll go for my last one then. Is it movie or is it true crime? The headline was Kidnapper and presumed serial murderer shot dead in basement. Catherine Martin, kidnapped daughter of US Senator Ruth Martin, was back at her family home this weekend as a bloody showdown resulted in her captor, James Gum, being gunned down in his basement. Martin, who had been missing for almost a week in a headline grabbing case, was unavailable to comment. Though a spokesperson for the senator said the family would like this time away from the glare of the media to come to terms with the shocking of recent events and heal as a family. Details of the crime have emerged in the past day, sources suggesting that Martin was taunted, humiliated and kept inside a dry well structure within Gum's basement. The FBI chose not to comment on reports that their recent questioning and high profile prison transfer of a former forensic psychiatrist and incarcerated mur- murderer to a Memphis facility in connection with the kidnapping had any link to the inmate's more recent escape. Hmm. Maniac Cop 2. <laughs> what did you say, Ma- Ollie? Maniac Cop 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's there. 
When you thought it was <laughs> safe. This summer. He couldn't be more of a maniac. <laughs> no, you were wrong. <laughs> Dead wrong. More cop, um, more maniac. So, can I... I would like to... Two, two cop, two maniac. I would like to guess <laughs> that it's... Not only that it's a film, but I'd like to guess what film it is. I think you'll get it, but go for it. Is it? Oliver, go. drumroll, please. Is it Silence of the Lambs? That's correct. Well done, oh! Peter. You, you know, I mean, you did pretty much describe the plot of the film. Here. I, I was, yeah, but Ollie, I was what, it... I, what I took the extra step <laughs> and care and attention to do was actually write it like an article, whereas you completely flubbed creative that. Creative writing. So what you're saying is you're now a creative writer. Yeah, well, when we agreed what the segment was, I ran Home Alone by you, and you were like, yeah, yeah, and then you just didn't bother. So busy. No, no one's saying they're <laughs> too busy. Ollie, no, no, no one's saying they're a creative writing genius. I'm just saying I put in the legwork. Ollie, hey, I've got like pages and pages and pages of police academy uh, shite. Ollie, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's that attitude that will get you a guest feature on any podcast, like myself. The, <laughs> yeah. the lackadaisical <laughs> approach to. Uh, but I, the the thing that gave it away was the well structure. Ah, uh, yeah, that was yeah. that's good though. I mean, I yeah, tried hey. I tried to you know pepper it with a couple of things that were really obvious. That's what yeah. Ollie would call writing the entire plot. Yeah, but I mean, I still wrote he puts it. Puts lotion in, in the basket. Right he puts the lotion on, then he puts it in the basket. Oh, right. I fuck me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, Shall I, we I, move can on? I just can I just before we do is, is that all of the crimes? That uh, is it. Can I yeah. just um I'd like to read you something and I'd like you to just Ah uh, right, so you're actually an undercover cop. <laughs> uh so um if you find yourself in the middle of nowhere, don't rush. Slow down. Open your mind, open your heart, your will. And you might find yourself in the middle of nowhere. For all who wander are not lost. That is Chris Akabusi's quote of the month, <laughs> gentlemen. So, pray silence for Chris Akabusi, MBE. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine, thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Probably like a, a four. So, uh, anything else specific going on in your life? Have you seen any, <laughs> have you seen any films this year? Yeah, I saw uh, Police Academy the other day. That's why we're doing this one. Okay, I thought that right. based on your comments today that you had basically not seen it and it was a, a miscommunicated uh, cop movie thing that Ollie and I had then uh, done lots of mm. research on. And when I say lots, I mean I bought the collection and didn't watch it. Uh, Ah uh, right. Well, what what I would say is I watched about twenty minutes of it the other day <laughs> because it was on the TV, and then uh, yeah. and then I was and then you asked me, you know, what what should we do? It and I was like, oh, Police Academy, that sounds good, <laughs> and because it's the one, it's the one with um, <laughs> that one, yeah. him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who is who is you know apart from apart from with nail is my life blueprint. Um, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. so, Bobcat. 
Bobcat. Let, let's hold that back for the Forex deep dive. You got anything else in your yeah. life, or should we ask Ollie what he's doing? Uh yeah, it's only going to be dull stuff, yeah. So go for it. What's What's your score though? Eight. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. All right, Ollie. What's your score? It, it's a It's a five. Cool. Fine. Let's move on then. Uh, for me, <laughs> I'm. Um, no, go on, Ollie. Tell us all about it. I'll just go get a beer. Well, it's actually like it's some good stuff going on. I'm I'm having a nice weekend away this weekend. Coming and going to uh, Chatsworth House to go and see where Pride and Prejudice was filmed, mm-hmm. uh, and going to uh, you know go and have a look around the Peak District and stuff like that. Uh, Are you going to get involved in I mean, any uh, any like bakaki or swinging or anything while you're up there? <laughs> uh, it just look. See, see what takes my fancy at the time. Have a, have a look in the um, in the ads in the local papers. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I went to see uh, I went to see my Mind Horn, Ian uh-huh. and Pete. Uh-huh. Yeah. Last night that was the that was the secret film and it, it was really good. I know we'd we'd briefly spoken about it on a uh, previous episode and it, it was really good. I I laughed a lot all the way through. It, it got to the point where the character was like so likable, I guess, and funny. In the same way that Alan Partridge is, for example, it yeah. it just came to the point where almost no matter what he did, it was it was just funny. Mindhorn. Yeah. That's the Mindhorn. Um, so this is Julian Barrett. Julian Barrett from, of yeah. uh, Mighty Bush fame. And also yeah, Nathan Barley. He's Dan Ashcroft yep. in, that's it. in uh Nathan Barley. But it was it was really good and um I definitely uh, strong recommend for that one. There was one bit where I I laughed and cried it was a cry laugh uh it was a real hearty belly laugh it was very good also went to see fast and the furious eight as well mm-hmm. is that the that's the um with the rock yeah that's that one that's the one that it, is that the last one there's gonna be many many more there are probably but i've only ever seen more. the very first one and the eighth one no the fast and the furious films of late have uh, done this thing where they advertise them with a certain name and then only use the name in certain territories or drop it completely. And this one was Fate originally advertised as Fate of the Furious. Um, yeah. So that suggested F- that it was like the, the end. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely not. But definitely def- not. So I was apprehensive about going to see it because I thought that even for me it would be like too much nonsense even for me uh-huh. too even much nonsense. for you yeah because i i love a good bit of action nonsense but watching the trailer for this i was just like oh god this just looks so ridiculous um but i loved it i thought it was really good i was really like f- fully uh entertained all the way through but would you watch it again yeah 100 percent. yeah I, I i would definitely watch it again yeah um so i had this sort of duality going on throughout the the film where one side of my head was kind of firing off and going ow ah <laughs> all the dialogue and like the one-liners and things like that and it's ah that ah shit but then the other half of my brain was going huh, that's fucking ace <laughs> like basically it kind of had that sort of uh, enga- perfect storm of equally kind of cheesy and naff but also it it must know it it must know that it is and was it like uh, yeah I thought is, it was, I thought it was Ollie brilliant. is it sentient <laughs> it knows that it's stupid it, or, or are you talking about the film 
Are you doing about the film <laughs> yeah. it? No. Not yet, but we will be in a future sort. So yes, anyway, I enjoyed both of those films, but when I was in the cinema last night for um, Mindhorn, I had a new cinema gripe, but one that I definitely wouldn't be able to deal with. Okay. So in, in front of me, there was a, a, a couple of old ladies. And, <laughs> and that's the end of the gripe. <laughs> No, no. Did, did yeah, they... well, they were the people that framed me. I was going to say, did they point you out for um, underage <laughs> yeah. drinking at a bus stop? No, they were. They kept leaning over to each other and talking really loudly, explaining bits. And I don't know if I could actually sort of say to them, "Sorry, can you be quiet?" Because they are my, you know, seniors. I suppose I find that really difficult. Ollie, to I do. think I think you've got to just. You know, you've got to tether your wild, angry cinema beast and just talk to them. You know, you've got to be able to measure yourself and just say it, say it in a respectful way. Don't fly off the handle straight away. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, I, Ollie, I know what you like. I know what you like. And certainly, don't literally try and measure yourself. Uh, in the, in the <laughs> no, that's a good way to get they, rid of them. Is measure yourself repeatedly they, behind them. They do not like that at all. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, but the reason why I'm I'm so low is because I was supposed to be going to see a uh, a band tonight, and I messed up when I was supposed to be going to see them. I thought it was supposed to be tomorrow, and it not. It's not. It turns out it's tonight. And you guys have clearly got much more important things to do on Thursday and Friday well, so not, therefore not really to be honest with you but <laughs> <laughs> I mean I would I would appreciate some verification that uh, the things that you, you're doing are more important well Thursday Thursday Friday would have been more convenient actually but <laughs> uh, but I I knew that it wouldn't have it, it just wouldn't have had the effect on you um, if I'd done it Thursday, Friday, so Ollie, Pete and I have been uh, conspiring behind your back because basically you've been at a seven or eight for far too fucking long, so you just want to bring you down a peg or four. I was really looking forward to this as well, by the way. So I'm, I, I am, I am a bit. I've got to say, I am a little bit mopey about it. But you know what? It's five to eight, Ollie. We'll be finishing in about half an hour, and you just nip out and catch the end of it. Yeah, it start. They start at nine o'clock. I don't. I won't make you it. You will. It's in Birmingham. That's that's forty five. That sound uh, was just a man who didn't like problem solving. All right. What's Ian, your, how's your life? What's your score, Ali? Five. Five. All right. Cool. Um, I'm doing good. The couple of things I have to speak about are I have some housekeeping for this very episode. Uh, housekeeping. Oh, like was that recorded or was that? Who said that? That was me. That was Ollie. Me, Ollie. You said that, or did, was that recorded? Yeah. I said, I said that with my own voice. Yes. You're like Motormouth Jones. It sounded, <laughs> that sounded very like a pre-recorded. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, housekeeping. Housekeeping. The first thing is just that Ollie. My point on um, Mindhorn. It's super quick, right? But I just feel like um, we made a sort of '80s style rip-off thing together in a game jam, right? And we kind of had the art style yeah. of the games from that time. And I've seen what yeah. they're now doing with Mindhorn for like uh, tube underground posters for it, like big mainstream looking posters. So what you're saying is they ripped us off? No, what I'm saying is they have <laughs> they've <laughs> bent to the mainstream. And basically taking away the period style art art style, and they just replaced it with like, um, you know, like 
Johnny English with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Like, mm. really basic sort of superhero-style, like, poster text and stuff. It just looks really shit. Like, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't it, get across the sort of 70s does. nature of it. No, it doesn't, because basically, like, Mindhorn is... Yeah, he's a seventies character, and yeah, I I do agree with that. But well, it shouldn't put you off the. No, film. No, 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 it doesn't it doesn't put me off the film, but it just annoys me because like Garth Marenghi from back way back when had a an art style and everything all made sense uh, yeah. within the style of of the thing. Whereas this is just like, oh, uh, he's like a detective from seventies, but he's like no, and it's a little bit hard to explain all in an image. So we're we'll just doing it in a really simple way where no one gets it. Yeah. Second bit of um, housekeeping, housekeeping is that Bob Bobcat Pete. I th- oh yeah, I think you mentioned that he was in um, with Neil and I. With Neil and I. No, no, no. I I was saying that um, that uh, with Nail and Bobcat uh, two life blueprints for me. Ah, sure. So Ian, can you do some housekeeping on yourself? I think I'll just self-edit in future. But I thought you were mixing okay. up Ralph Brown with Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, uh, I think no. you're because they look visually I... somewhat similar. Um, my I'm my too... life is my life score is great, Holly. I'm I'm an eight. Um, <laughs> just did you get that with Chris Akabusi's help or uh, on your own? On my own, I think I might start taking seminars and just begin working in a supermarket. Seminars. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mate. You know, I could stop working Ooh. here, but I'm just making too much money at the seminars. Seminars. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, quick film review thing. I saw uh, the Belko experiment in cinema last night. Okay. And um, I thought it was really normal. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, so fucking normal. Normal. Yeah, it's super normal. It's sort of in that social experiment sort of genre i guess it's i don't know if it's quite a genre there's like probably about a handful or maybe 10 films that are kind of like that like, social experiment like what pranks in the hood gone wrong or something like that no like you know the you know the exam or das experiment or circle yes or circle like i this does absolutely nothing to add any more to that whole thing where like basically people have to choose whether their life or the life lives of other people oh, and, are and like more important what, the than Stanf- Is it the Stanford Prison Experiment? That one as well. All that right, is name, Das Experiment. Name lots of movies. It? Yeah. Yeah. Name lots of movies, yeah. Ollie. Uh, anyway, it just basically uh, reuses. You know, the Kingsman had exploding heads, like chips yeah. that were in heads. It just reuses <sighs> that thing over and over and over. And I don't know. It was just like there's nothing really that made me think like it was it was quite enjoyable as you went through it you're like okay like the pacing was good and the writing was yeah. okay but i just wonder what the, the pacing point- was good the writing was okay, okay. Um, but overall i just didn't understand what the point of them doing it was and there was just this one point where gore they had yeah there was a lot of gore there was this one girl who That's manages point, to uh, stay away from danger for a long time and blah 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 but there's just one plot point and I don't know if I should give it away or not. Go on. I'm just going to do it. Go on. Right? She manages to evade people for so long and is a character that is kind of one that you think that there's going to be some, something significant happen to. And uh, she just walks out of a lift and gets shot. Oh. Uh, Ian, what'd you have to spoil that for? Well, you told me to go oh. for it, Ollie, so I'm only following your oh, instructions, boss. Oh, no. Forex oh, deep dives. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, I think we're no. going to have to. That's another one I can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> can't watch, won't watch. Well, I bloody love films, me, and that's really ruined it. Because <laughs> you'll just be waiting for someone to walk out of a lift and you'll be like... Yeah, he's going to get killed. Happen here? I know what's yep. going to happen here. Right, let's talk about Police Academy and I'm just going to take a back seat. In fact, I'm going to get a beer <laughs> while you start. Right, Police Academy, just so we're clear, is the one that the one that sounds like this. Police Academy. Actually, like you're kind of not wrong. The Police Academy does have a really strong. Strong AF banging soundtrack theme tune. Banging. It's really good. I think it's I think it's up there with uh, Star Wars. Club banger. Absolutely. You wait for that bad boy to drop. When it drops, it'd be like... <laughs> when it drops and the squad is 100 lit. <laughs> <laughs> when the Police Academy theme tune drops and the squad is 100 lit. Ooh, and you're not, like... Ooh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into the farty submersible, blah blah blah. It's, it's police related farty submersible. You know, Was same there? same shit every every it, week. It's legally a farty submersible. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm going to read you the official synopsis. The yeah. year is 1984. Yeah. And the mayoress has removed set personnel criteria. Personnel uh, from the. Personnel criteria from the requirements to join the police force. Mm-hmm. No longer is sex, weight, height and orientation a factor. This now allows for an insurgence of people applying. The Police Academy series follows a select group of misfits uh-huh. in their quest to become policemen and women. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, uh, the first film of the series follows these misfits in their first time at the police academy. I mean, of, I mean that that much is obvious. The first film would be do the that. first time. The main focus is on petty criminal called Mahoney. Sure, Mahoney, Mahoney is, right? the ass man, the Gutenbergmeister, the ass man, Mahoney. Steve. Did you actually say the... S-Man, yeah. Ass, oh, S. Why is, why is he, <laughs> S-Man. Why is he S if he's Mahoney? What's, I played by the S-Man, Steve Guttenberg. Oh, sorry, um, fine. Yeah. Ian, have you, got your, have you got your beer? Yeah. Right, well, pay pay close attention because, <coughs> you know, you you haven't seen any of these, so you need to listen up. Because you're, you're running me down a list of the personnel. Personnel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm focused Mahoney uh-huh. listen Mahoney is busted for criminal damage and as a punishment is forced to go to police academy Mahoney initially feels that he isn't right place for him and he f- and he makes it his mission to be thrown out as he is not allowed to quit and there is a scene uh, in the film where he does ask if he can be thrown out and Lassard the, mm. the mate, your main man, the commandant, says, commandant Lassard, who's probably one of my favourite characters. We'll, we'll get around to that in a bit, but there is that line where he says, "No, I can't chuck you out because I've made and a you promise." Can't quit. Yeah, because he's yeah. made a promise, so he can't quit. He can't get thrown out. And Steve Guttenberg says, "So I'm stuck here, basically." Uh, yeah. So that's that's why he he can't leave. 
Which does confirm he knows what the situation is then. That's that's correct. Yeah. yeah. As the classes go by and the training exercises are played out, Mahoney soon realises that he's actually enjoying the academy. Yeah, there's a there's and a does want to become a police officer. There's a pretty good reason for that as well. He he goes back to Com- Commandant Lassard and says, "Oh, let yeah. me leave." And then Kim Cattrall's like showing him his le- her legs outside, and he's all like, "Yeah, I want a yeah. bit of that." And he's like, "You know what? Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll just stick around for a bit." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah. I see your leg, Kim Cottrell, and I think I'd like a little bit of that. I think I'm I'll going s- to become a policeman. I think there's only. <laughs> okay, we are introduced to gun maniac Tackleberry, Eugene Tackleberry, the very tall high tower. Do you see what they did there? Also, Tackleberry yeah. sort of suggests that he's making up for his tackle with his guns. In a way. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I, I, there is I'm a little really bit of innuendo much. with. I think there is a little bit of innuendo with the guns. Now the next one is maybe problematic. The voluptuous Callahan. That is pretty much her only trait throughout all of the films. Is Which... that she's just got massive breasts. Uh, no. And that all the guys and that all the guys just go absolutely mental. I mean, she's pretty hard and tough, and she oh. will flip you in a judo style. Oh, that's her. But... The one that's always wearing white t-shirts, sunglasses, and red training pants. Yeah. Inexplicably getting like wet all the time. Yeah. But I mean, you did say that her only asset was being voluptuous, but it's all, her other character trait is that she is mean and angry all the time. And double hard. But every film does have a joke which centres around, oh, she's got biggins. Yeah. Mm. Correct. Ollie, it was a different time! I've never really noticed that, Ollie. You've got to look harder. It's not a subtle joke. Maybe you should start focusing on the con- content of her character. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to try, but, you know, the filmmakers are making it's, it Are the filmmakers difficult. making it really um, hard for you, Ollie? Are they making it hard? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The squeaky hooks. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's her name, Hooks. So she's the one that talks really, excuse me, excuse me. And then she's really loud. But then occasionally that's... shouts like, Billy-O. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. Human, human, human beatbox. Yes. Human, human D. <laughs> I just, I just. Yes. I just preempt all the times that I make a mistake. Now that I'm going to get instantly <laughs> reprimanded for it. Human beatbox and sound effects master Jones. Correct. And the ever confuzzled Commandant Lassard. This group become good friends and become the base for the rest of the series of films. Okay, so they're the base. That's the look. You've got the basics. That's it. I've rolled out the base into a square pan. Now let's add the tomato Ollie, sauce. Oh, you've never done that Ooh. in your life before, and you know it. <laughs> I know. I was desperate to play no, elevation I there. I know. I, I don't have it ready. Listen, Ian. We were when I worked at the pizza place, right? <laughs> I was allowed to make my own pizza. Yeah, your own, but never for, for the consumption for of any other human. <laughs> that's true yeah that is true we were only allowed to have two toppings though so you know what did you have cheese, was, was, cheese and was, tomato was it was cheese and tomato I used to have they used to have this um, they used to have this like spicy sausage and I used to have that with don't play it sorry mate because it, it it wasn't funny it wasn't funny when last you did episode. it in the last right. episode and it's not going to be funny now but yeah so uh, a spicy sausage and probably sweet corn 
So no Ooh. cheese and tomato. That's a given. Mm. Oh, that's that's a standard they, topping. They've given. So that you get you. So you get cheese and tomato plus two. Yeah, cheese and tomato isn't a topping. It's a, it's your base. I thought the base was the was the actual pizza base. <laughs> <laughs> are we look? Are we talking about cheesecake? I'm police academy. Or Pete's Academy. I thought we were talking about Pete's Academy. Sorry, I've got... <laughs> Pete doesn't have an academy yet, but I know it's one uh, of his dreams. It's based around... <laughs> okay, so... Do you know what the tagline was for Police Academy? Uh, two toppings? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> when these cops hit the streets, even the bad guys die laughing. Okay, so it's funny. It's going to be a yeah. funny one. Yeah. It's going to be a funny film. Ian, how many have you watched? How many of these have now, you seen? No, I think I've probably seen large portions of all of them. Maybe not as far as, like, Mission to Moscow or... I don't know, maybe. That's, that's yeah, the last one. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. But I've seen, like, you know, bits of all of them. But lucidly and with any recollection of any of what was going on, probably about... <laughs> Just like that. Hello? Hi, <laughs> you sneezed Hello. us off the line. Yeah, sorry, Ian's just thinking he hasn't gone anywhere. No, lucidly, I've only got uh, forty-six minutes into the first one today, so that's all I'll be able to right. remember in detail. <laughs> okay, so take us through the forty-six. What was your favourite bit of the first forty-six minutes? Um, I actually found it all a lot funnier than I expected it to. To be honest, Ollie. Um, yeah. Now I think I've had it tainted by like. Oh, fuck! What are the name of the movies? I've just lost my train of thought. Yeah, I've I think I've had it tainted by like the oh scary movie. Yeah, the scary movie um sort of back to back crappy collection movies where there's just sequel after sequel um have kind yeah. of tainted this type of thing for me. So like I look at this in the same light now, and actually I kind of think that the National Lampoon's ones kind of got me a little bit as well because I never really found those particularly funny. Caddyshack as well I just didn't find particularly funny National Lampoon's loaded weapon with Emilio Estevez is bloody hilarious right. I think I have seen that I think I've seen parts at least of that yeah but I was, I was just yeah, surprised I, by I've how good the humor I've also recently was. seen yeah same I've, I've recently uh, been watching it as well today so uh, I've got about 20 minutes left but I think like I forget how good a lot of the characters are. There's like a lot of good characters in it. My favourite probably being Harris, the move it, move it, move yeah. it. That guy with the because he always so he always gets into some kind of like uh, embarrassing scenario. Have you have you recently seen the first one? Pete? No, I watched Citizens on Patrol. Is that the first? That's not the first one. That's the fourth one. That's the fourth one. And in my I M H O the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is my best as well. I mean, it's got everything. It's got, it's got stunt. It's got Bobcat. It's got yeah. Uh, G Man, the S Man. <laughs> yeah, the G Man, the S Man. No, no one knows who any of these people are. The Steve Gutenberg, the S Man. <laughs> it's got the infamous, the infamous pool scene. Is yes. there sex there? You know oh, please, please describe the pool scene because I think I know what so, it is. So the pool scene is where they're trying to train um, people to save people from a pool. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And no one's really having any of it and they're all doing a bit of a crap job until um, the red-panted, big-boobed Hulk woman 
Callahan jumps Callahan. in, dives in to the pool uh, with the, her predictable red pants and white t-shirt. I'm sorry, um, I'm going to say predictable. Dives in, predictor pants. <laughs> turns to the um, the citizens who are ready to patrol, and says, "Well, who's going to save me then?" Or who yeah. who'll save me? And everyone jumps in, uh, in to the, the point men. to the point that she actually she immediately even before some feels vulnerable and tries to swim out. Yeah, she goes almost immediately to swim in the opposite direction. So I mean, uh, I think that's a lesson to anyone uh, crying wolf in the pool. If you can swim out, just swim out. Don't ask for help. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what uh, police academy was called in Germany? Um, Police Academy, stupid as the police allowed. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's there. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Stupid as the police. Do you have have any more of these for the other ones, Ollie? Because that was funny. I've got yep one for every (laughs) single one, and they they do get. They're they're great. Shall, they Ollie, really shall we shall we go, go through them? shall we go through movie by movie then? Right, what's your favourite bit of the first one? Uh, like I say, the any anything with um, with Harris, the shouty man, just even just the small bits like where he's uh, Steve Guttenberg is up on the balcony by the ladies' changing rooms and are all getting changed mm-hmm. and they oh, haven't yeah. managed to notice him. And then the moment that Steve Buttenberg, the S man, Buttenberg, the S man mooches off. All the ladies notice the weirdo Harry. Yeah, so to describe that slightly more clearly screaming. for people who haven't seen it today, Gutenberg's. Well, you are asking. You are asking me like what my favourite bit is. Okay, so it's quite hard to. So uh, the S man's having a good look in the ladies' showers, which is a little bit about what you talked about earlier on, which is like the Porky's films and like National Lampoon. There's a a, a fair bit of nudity in this, and it has Kim Cattrall in it. Um, and you see bums and you see boobs and stuff and he's having a good look through the window and it looks like he's drinking a sort of stubby beer and then Harris yeah. who's always got his number walks along yes. and he, he barely even says anything he just says <clears throat> and then Gutenberg knows it's time to leave so he saunters off has the beer taken off him and the girls previously oblivious then notice the creepy little old man outside the window um, <laughs> and then scream and scream because He's creepy. Because he's, he's a old. dirty rat. My other favourite one, which is I think probably the only other one I saw, is just when they put the ink on his megaphone and he... Um, yeah. Classic prank. And uh, he's shouting the odds at everybody and then takes it away. He goes to see the... Uh, who's the other guy? <laughs> the, the The captain man. Lassard. 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 And... Um, I'd love Lassard in this bit because he like t- so Harris takes the megaphone away from his mouth and he has like a sort of circular black ink stain around his mouth that looks weirdly like lipstick and um, it's a good prank and Lassard just doesn't even say anything to him really he just sort of chuckles and looks away which is brilliant so that's George, the actor George Gaines plays Eric Lassard and I believe he was also in Hot Shots Jean-Luc Lassard correct he's got a kind of Leslie Nielsen-esque comedy timing about Yeah, he does. This sort of weird aloofness. Yeah, so like idiocy matched only by like a like a sense that they think they're brilliant even though they've got no idea of the calamity they're causing sort of thing. Yeah, and he, basically each member of this police academy's got like one quirk apart from Steve Guttenberg who's just I guess he's your, Everyman. your regular 
So Hightower is... He's your everyman. He's very high. No, he's mm. not. He's just tall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Laval Jones, played by Michael Winslow, is the one that's been in... He's the only one that's been in all of them as well. Right. Including the TV series. Oh. Um, yeah. So he's the one that does all the the mouth noises. No, Ollie, can you do any of these noises? Uh, which ones? <laughs> yeah, but... Can... Beep-boop, beep-boop, beep-boop. But, Ollie, can you do that in such a way that it makes a police station with a hubbub of noise in the background uh, believe that shots are actually being fired? That's unfair because he's got a little stereo speaker distorted device. Uh-huh. That's true. That's unfair for you to put me on the spot... But does um, he have that in the what, very first scene? Does he have a professional microphone set up in his in his in his lounge there? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair point, Pete. Ollie has gone one level above us with his um, audio. And is is he also a sound engineer? <laughs> I mean, you do is seem a, is he a sound guy? You do seem you do seem to have a distinct advantage. <laughs> <laughs> what to be able to do sound impressions and stuff well at least to be able to alter this look, after here's, the here's recording. a helicopter look look sorry i i, I didn't mean, hear that, that that was quite um, bad Ollie. There, i didn't hear that no, there's a helicopter you going wait, above you wait oh, ian what i will say is you just wait until you hear the edit just wait it until i've like edited, real... edited it into sounding like a helicopter or uh-huh. it will you're gonna sound like a real helicopter that's because I know that now based on the tone of your voice you're getting a sample of a real helicopter and putting it in check this sound of a lion I can do (laughs) (laughs) this is my one of a Formula 1 car it's pretty good Um, here's an impression here's an impression for you See if you see if you can guess what it is. Oh, it's a printer. It's a dot matrix printer. You're quite right. Uh, I didn't you. say dot matrix though, did he? We know. <laughs> I didn't need to. Like, didn't need to. Like and share. It's it's never. It was never going to be a laser. A laser jet. <laughs> Police Academy was the most successful movie of 1984 what, in what? Germany. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about in America? Do you know where it ranked in the American um, top films? Rank? No. Um, Lieutenant. I've got a little goof. So there's a goof here, which is quite good. Right. You ready for this goof? Uh-huh. This is off IMDb. While filming the obstacle course scene, the first man to scale the wall propelled himself so high that he broke one of his lower limbs upon landing. Shit. I mean, was that kept in the final I mean, version? But, the well, I guess so. Or it might have been. But um, <laughs> kind of what I want to know was, was this goof written by aliens? Oh, so Because he says, like, he broke one of the lower limbs. The yeah. subjects were observed to have broken a lower limb. Okay. Was, was, was that your Dalek? impression of a Dalek? No, just an you alien. You are a subject! But I mean, lower lower limbs are, are legs, aren't they? Nobody calls them lower limbs. Well, what if you only had arms and one of them was slightly distended? <laughs> you don't know whether he was doing a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> you pig. <laughs> do you remember this Do you remember this scene, Ian? Go on. Um, 
So this is from the parents' guide. A dog humps a man's leg as he is taking the man. Oh, you mean oh, princess? Oh, start again. As he is talking, the man lifts his leg up, and the dog keeps going, and its penis starts to come out. He is pulled off, and we see it have large genitals, and he is horny. D- no, no, it's <laughs> pulled off. I feel like yeah, there's a that's... clarification required there. I don't remember. This seeing is that. the way that it's written. This is the way that it's written in IMDb. I know you would never IMDb. write that eloquently, Ollie, but. What does, what does it say? It's pulled off. Does it, does it actually uh, say yeah, the dog is pulled off? he is off? pulled off. Yeah, okay. he, no, it says he is... His, his penis starts to come out. He is pulled off. <laughs> no, it is a he. Uh, I just want to say that in the version that I've seen, the dog is just removed from the leg. He's not, you know, given a... A, fu- a fully. A, a skin to skin on skin slide down the R. Lester <laughs> massage part. So, um... Yeah, the other thing is, now, we have mentioned already the slightly sexist, uh, or very sexist, character of Callahan who just has boobs, right? Now, uh, the other thing is that when the dog is pulled off... No, I keep forgetting his name. The Commandant. Lassard. Oh, Lassard. Lassard passes a comment, which is something like... uh, The guy says, Come here, princess, and... Uh, somebody says that looks like a uh, a boy dog or whatever I can't remember exactly yeah. but then somebody it's like a sort of background sound it's not really on camera speech but somebody says it's a queer or something like that what? a queer no because oh. someone says it's a boy dog now again I feel like that's the type of thing that you don't get in movies now no <laughs> probably I think we can all agree for good reason yeah, exactly. But then, no, that, no, question... my point. My point being, there is humour throughout these, which is based on probably race, sexual orientation, and um, femi- like gender and sexual orientation that are probably not very like. For example, there's another scene as well where they send the two lads that shave their heads. Um, I can't remember who yes. they are again, right? But they send them off to the wrong place whilst they're all having a party. Now they say the party's at like the Blue Oyster or whatever. I don't know what. I can't the Blue remember. Oyster. Blue Oyster yeah. That's a running joke. Yeah. 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 Now that joke just that like <laughs> they'll go there and then be aggressively hunted down by gay men. Um, yeah. Is, is again like very much of its time. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just an observation. But it, if it, if it, if if if, if anything in eighties America, that was probably quite you know going quite soft, wasn't it? That was probably quite tolerated. Or, yeah. You know, like for example, it's not it's not yeah. done in bad humor. Like they're not aggressive. They're, it's just that the only no, reason no. that they're on screen is that they're there to, like, sort of in, sexually intimidate. And obviously, yes. that's not that's a very one-dimensional loop. But all I would say is that actually, they also act very nicely. Like they they bo- like ballroom dance the guys into like a sort of. That's correct. I don't know. Into into sort being. Scared. And then when when they all get outside, they're all fawning over Hightower because he's huge. Is that <laughs> correct? That does happen in the film, basically, like, they manage to literally cage all of these bad men into, like, a kind of dog-impounding truck, and they drive them off. So, job done. And then, yeah. uh, basically, Hightower's standing there with all the rest of the guys from the club outside, and they're all looking up at him, like, blinking and just wistfully thinking about him, and then Hightower kind of looks a little bit 
like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I mean, that's what you can see in the film. I mean, that's not just my interpretation of it. I mean, that is. Oh, you know, that's that's not uh-oh. just Ollie's. Um, oh, bloody men, isn't it? That's that. That's not just Ollie's fan fiction. That that's in the film. No, that's canon. <laughs> oh, not these guys. What are you gonna do with this uh, canon? Oh, right. Okay. Not, what, not, what about so, number not, two, Ollie? Not this again. Number two, or as it's known in Germany, Police Academy Two. Now it's time to get started. <laughs> Which the <laughs> subtitle line in English was their first assignment. Their first assignment. Yeah. Although we were we were talking a little bit about the Mandela effect, yeah, we um, were. or the man, what is it, the Mandela or Mandela effect? What it's Nelson Mandela, which is ironic, ironic that I forgot Nelson Mandela. Um, so, Free I always thought it was, Nelson I always Mandela. thought it was the first assignment, not their first. Yeah, assignment. I kind of did as well, actually. When I read it there, I kind of like, yeah, said it's it. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? What did it's you weird. think? What did you think? Sorry. What did you think? I thought it was called Police Academy 2, The First Assignment, but it is actually their first assignment. Ah. And there's a... Ian sent me a link earlier about the Mandala effect where he's like... uh, Yeah, it's basically things that you believe to have been correct or have actually always been false, like there is no hyphen in a Kit Kat. Which I don't believe. No, yeah, I mean, and like, it's, it's true. Yeah, interview interview with a vampire is actually interview with the vampire. Yeah, and things also, like that. So why is that the Mandela effect? Is that because people thought he was Mandela? No, that's because that's just something weird that Ollie has done. Um, so what? Why is it the because Man- Mandela because effect? some people have a collective hive memory that uh, Nelson Mandela died in prison. Um, really? and they believed that they sort of heard the news or saw reports or when they were a kid they kind of grew up with the idea that he died in prison and then obviously he was set free and then only died about what 10 years ago or 7 years ago or something like that so it's it was christened that just because it was a known case of this thing happening it makes you wonder about all this confusion with, with you know JC the big man doesn't it <laughs> Yeah, in a way. So the uh, the tagline for Police Academy 2 um, is, Watch out. <laughs> They've got to clean up the worst crime district in the world. But that's no problem. They're the worst police force in the universe. <laughs> that, but I at don't no think... point is that mm. verified. No, I was going to say there's no, there's no... That's only anecdotal evidence. Yeah, I think I think once it gets into Men in Black Three, they may answer that question. But um, at no point between Police Academy One to Eight do they ever approach the subject of intergalactic police academies. They no. should do though. Poli- poli- but yeah, that'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Men, yeah, Space Academy. Men in Black Three does go to space, doesn't it? Is there a three? God. They're, well, it's always aliens and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they're and they're usually all criminals, aren't they? Alien criminals, mm. are they? What cops actually they, went to uh, space? Oh no, we were talking about that spare. for um, Guardians of the Galaxy the other day when we were talking about Tango and Cash, because Sylvester yeah. Stallone and Kurt Russell are both in it. But I mean, you know, that's non-canon. <laughs> that's, 
That's a weird crossover. So, Ollie, um, guide, guide us seen, along so, because we're I'm struggling to keep structure because I don't know how much material you've got. Well, we're just you know we're just literally going going through them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We? So two. We've not <laughs> spent much time on two. What's going on with two? Two. Yeah. Two is their proving ground. They're proving as a as an. They're you know they're they're fully fledged <laughs> police officers by this point. Ollie, you could say that they're on their first assignment. Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwaite as Zed is a, uh, you know, now involved. Um, <laughs> again. Again. What basically. do you mean again? Is that not his introduction into the movie? Well, he was in. The, he's in the first one. He's in the first one, and then he's he's back in the second one because he was, you know, popular. Okay. It says here, as a fact, that some of the original cast members had allegedly complained about losing screen time to the new cast members. At one point, shooting was shut down and a mediator was brought in to mellow the cast. With spliffs. <laughs> Hello, I've come <laughs> to mediate. Yes, yeah, so have, have a talk on this. Has Chris. anyone got any Rizla? <laughs> and then Gutenberg's all of a sudden like, fucking mate, tell you what, I ain't bothered anymore. Have any screen time as you want. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got to make cocoons so- anyway. So I, oh yeah, is Bob, cocoon. Is Bobcat in the first one? I'm really struggling. He is, yeah. Is he? Yes. Uh, so moving on, we've got Police Academy, Police Academy Three, oh, in he... Germany, known as Police Academy Three, and no one can stop them. <laughs> Which is back in training in English. It gets it starts getting bad here. So uh, <laughs> the tag the tagline is the law enforcement. Saga continues. Ooh, that's quite good. You think that's good? I think that's quite a good copy, actually. Bobcat Goldthwaite said in an interview that he was considered a difficult actor on set. He had made a suggestion to the filmmakers that the villains in the final chase scene should be the same ones who appear earlier in the movie. Bobcat was told just to say his lines and that they were not paying him to write. Ooh, Sounds sound, pretty brutal. Sounds more like the uh, the studio and the directors were kind of arseholes, really. Because on a film like this, you'd expect, at least nowadays, when they're maybe not on a film like this, where you know the sets aren't really like elaborate or anything like that, um, they probably just let people go for it a bit. Yeah, well, especially with today, like your films, like your Anchorman's. You know, here, here comes literally... always anecdote about how you know <sighs> usually that type of comedy doesn't hit home, and we've heard that quite a few times. So, oh, uh... <laughs> well, why don't you just why don't you just shoot me down? <laughs> well, it's just that you've used it two or three times. Do you want to hear a YouTube comment? Uh, uh, there's a good one on the uh, trailer for uh, Police Academy Three. It says okay. I'm a sucker for high-speed jet ski chases. <laughs> <laughs> and the one of Mahoney and friends chasing after the head baddie to rescue the governor is no exception. <laughs> Ma- I love the way that this is the two I love things that they the just internet, describe it. They just write anything, don't they? Maho- Mahoney and friends, like, it, like it's Garfield uh, and um, governor. I like the use of the word governor. Yeah. And head baddie. <laughs> Ollie, what's the name of that um, user on YouTube? Don't know. I didn't get it. Why? 
Oh, damn. I just think that we should give him a shout out because that, I mean, that's a person that knows what they like and likes to. I don't know. Just sounds like a really good person that that's got their priorities. Knows head, head. Anyway, look, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to try and blast through the rest of these. So, citizens on patrol number four. Um, it's my favourite one. I think it's I think it's really good. In Germany, it's known as Police Academy Four, and now it's all over. Okay. Uh, so this one, uh, the the Misfit Police Academy. Uh, graduates are now assigned to train a group of civilian volunteers to fight crime once again plaguing the streets plague so uh, this one is one where you've got like a, an old lady with a massive gun um, who takes a liking to Tackleberry who also loves guns as well um, so there's actually a bit in the first police academy where they're at, at like a shooting range and they're shooting targets and then all of a sudden Tackleberry's got like the massive gun it scrolls down he's got the massive gun and he like blows oh, yeah. the hell out of the target yeah uh-huh. you remember that bit yeah, yeah I do remember that bit yeah because he's got well, like a 45 it's well Robocop isn't it brimful of Asher <laughs> it's quite I mean it's the same joke as Robocop so Sorry, Robocop yeah. copied Police Academy I don't know if that's really a joke in um Robocop. I think sure, it's a yeah. gag. I reckon it's. I reckon it's a gag. A gag. Yeah. yeah. So you know this one had Tony Hawk in it, the skater Tony Hawk. Did it? Yeah, he was a he was a stunt double for David Spade, but he was fired for being too tall. <coughs> Tony Hawk. Uh, who was Sharon Stone's uh, stunt double? Also Tony Hawk. Uh, okay. Who was Tony Hawk's oh, stunt double? In Tony uh, Hawk, when he got fired. Pro skating. David Spade. Fired. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bobcat, I think. The shot where Zed catches the golf ball in his mouth. Guess what? Cinema magic. It was filmed in reverse. Oh, what? Uh, plot spoiler. Yeah. You've just filmed it. Plot spoiler. You've filmed it in reverse. You just you just allowed us to peer backstage. See the magic of Hollywood. Hollywood? Hollywoodn't. I'm not the only pe- people, I'm not the only person that found this one the best. Uh, so, this was the last one with the S Man in it. Steve oh, yeah. Guttenberg. The oh, Gutten. Really? The Guttenmeister. He was obviously yeah, he, cocooning after that, wasn't he? Cocoon and the Cocoon the Return. The Return of the S Man. Um, Olive, what year was this one at? This one? 87 it was. 87 right. it was. Now, I think that uh, the movie with Sylvester Stallone, Stop or My Mum Will Shoot, is yeah. probably based on that gag that we're talking about with the old lady with a huge gun. Oh, yeah. Because, like, literally, you just look at the cover of that, and that's the main gag, is Stallone has a tiny gun, and, and his mum <laughs> has massive. this enormous thing. Yes. And his mum is, like, this tiny little lady. And her gun is huge. Correct. That's the joke. Oh. Yes. That's the Pete, joke. Pete, the joke is, right, yeah. that Go on. the the lady is small. Oh yeah. And her okay. gun is is big. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone is a big man, uh, you know, physically big. Yeah. He's a physically big and his gun is small. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. That is Oh, is it? Yeah. That is that is classic. I mean, you wouldn't have you would have thought because you would have thought that the big guy, he'd have yeah. a he'd have a big gun, 
And Look, I'm a small... sucker. I'm a sucker for gun jokes. And that one is no exception. Especially with the head baddie. No exceptions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've just got a, a, a quick um, like and YouTube quick comment. So I, was, I watched all the trailers today. So I did a marathon. Um, so this is on four. So they should have stopped making them after part four. And I do agree with that. They were all bit shit after four um, and especially when Steve Guttenberg left after part four Steve was so funny I like Michael Winslow a lot because he's good at making noises and doing Im- <laughs> imitations of people's voices lol <laughs> Police Academy 4 was the last good one Sharon Stone was in this and I love Sharon <laughs> and then a man replied a man replied to this um, and his name is the man with no name and he says, "Will you suck on me, Sharon Stone?" <laughs> right. Well, okay. good thing. Good thing he said anonymous. Really. Uh, yeah. The. I would like. I would like to pull you a bit on on the fact that you've you've watched all the trailers, and um, you said you've had a bit. There was a bit of a marathon. I can't help yeah. feeling that that's kind of a half marathon. I can't help feeling that you're kind of downplaying the efforts of anyone who has recently run a marathon <laughs> comparing it <laughs> comparing years of training and effort probably still aching limbs and bones so, some for people, about nine some and be- a half minutes yeah. yeah yeah for your sitting in front of a, a laptop slash phone watching 80s trailers but no. hey carry on number five assignment miami beach what's that in german it's the same Okay. <laughs> no, gu- no Gutenberg. Tackleberry points a gun at a shark. Oh yeah, I remember that. And Hightower has a to do with a, uh, a, a croco a croco gator or or whatever. A to do list. <laughs> a croco gator. <laughs> it's one of those new sci fi films. You know, you know, uh, like Sharknado. Uh, Where shark or or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, croco croco gator is the new one. Croconado. Love Lavalanchula, Lavanchula. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lavanado. So, uh, which has, also has Steve Guttenberg in it, right? Uh huh. Are you getting to that, Ollie? Are you saving? Not me? only has Steve Guttenberg, but it also has uh, Michael Winslow in it, and also um, the very quietly, the very quietly spoken one as well that shouts really loud. And Michael Winslow, to be fair, also does the uh, sound effects. But I mean, he always does. I mean, he's very good at them. Okay. Okay. Kevin is true. He's very good at them. City Under Siege number six. Or uh-huh. Police Academy six. Resistance useless. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Peter Boners. <laughs> is it not Boners? Uh, B-O-N-E-R-Z. <laughs> it's the new toy craze. Because huh? all toys have a Z on the end that you collect. <laughs> yes, co- Correct. <laughs> Bon boners. I've just I've just got my first boners. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to get all the rest. <laughs> oh. Um final one Mission, Mission to Moscow. Moscow. Mission two Moscow. Mission. Mission three Moscow. Okay, so what what's in this one? Uh apparently Ron Perlman and Christopher Lee. Yeah, that's true. It it's I think like at this point they're really, I mean they're just really stretching like 
scrapman scrapman in the barrel it's it's real bottom of the barrel stuff yeah i mean I, I haven't seen it i've seen i think i've even seen i haven't seen city under siege but i've seen um the florida one this oh yeah is just it's yeah i mean it's difficult and deadly Sure. Okay, Ollie, are we close to done on this? Um, I mean, we're losing the will to live with the Police Academy stuff. I think so. I can't imagine what people listening are thinking. Are you nearly done? Do you have anything else? Please end the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so if you like what you've heard, which I would struggle to believe, uh, then you can find all our old episodes in the archives on soundcloud.com forward slash guys on film I think, I mean just put guys on film in the internet yeah you'll have to blow um, the dust off them but you'll find them yeah they are in an archive, they're also yeah. on iTunes if you go to guys on film on iTunes um, or follow one of our links on our Facebook page then you'll find that and there are 30 other episodes um, is this our 30th about? episode? no there are 30 other episodes that would make this the 31st you uh, no, I, th- I, th- I think this one is the 31st, Ollie, actually. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah, you can go check out all the rest. What we'd really like is if people go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and uh, check out some of our videos, um, the trailers that we do for the episodes, and also just share them. Tell us what you think about the subject. So each week when we do an episode... If you want to give us a shout about films that you like or uh, things that you'd like us to have a chat about on the program, then do that. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at GOF Podcast. So come chat. And check out the website, guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact and give us a little message. Come chat. Uh, I've got a website as well. I've set one up. (laughs) www. I don't want to go see Chris Akafu's. A A K A B U S I. I've literally got to edit so much Chris Akabusi stuff out of this episode as it is. I don't. I think I. Well, look, Pete. By the, Pete, by the time Ollie's edited more Chris Akabusi out of this, any further comments will be so contextless that this is just. It's Akabusi. It's a losing battle. Akabusi dot com. Um, he will. And he will record a personalised video message for you and then sent to your house for £96. That's... that's Cheapest chips. Yeah, or... It, so that's that's what he will do for you. Um, I'll do one for 50 quid. Yeah, Ollie, what, I was but, just going to say, given that Chris Akabusi has a, a name value of perhaps about 15 or 20 years um, out of fashion, maybe... So maybe 50 is too much. Well, no, what I'm going to say is, what would you do for 96 quid? Because he's only doing a personalised video, but we don't have that name value. What are you willing to do for 96 Mm. quid? Like a one-to-one VR experience. Is that a is that a VR a skin, experience? A skin or on a... skin slide VR experience. Oh well, that is that. Well, you'd get to you'd get to um, be with me uh, in a virtual reality setting, talking about ah. um, a couple of subjects like crisps or films or. So you you wouldn't like you you wouldn't for that for that kind of money you wouldn't go. Ah, personally, <laughs> not <Yeah>. not VR. <laughs> No, because I mean, now I can open this up to the wider world, uh, rather than just you know people on my street. Oh yeah, get, in, get, in, get, get in those lads, and, get those lads and lasses in Malaysia. Interest, you know the yeah. ones, them shelling out ninety six quid 
to spend some so time with you. If anybody does want a, uh, a VR um, Ollie P. Johnson experience with talking about the crisps and the films and the cats or something, then, you know, send £96 to me and, you know, we'll in, get in it. Fairness, we'll get it Ollie, in fairness, Ollie. In let's fairness, talk. If, you, if you wanted to go to Malaysia to talk to people in a, a £96 experience, it'd probably cost you a couple of grand. If you wanted to make an app that properly provided a VR Ollie experience. I think you're talking about a fair amount of investment. Yeah. Bullshit. You know. Bullshit. I'll probably just There's use an existing an app. app. Yeah. <laughs> and then charge right, you 96 enough. quid for your... Right. Are we... Um... We're done. Super. Bye. Oh, certainly Bye. Bye. I mean, that music loop's going to have been... Going for an age. <laughs>